Hello and welcome to the Dark Souls podcast. Isn't it called the Daft Souls podcast? Yes, it is. Yeah, I thought that. I've done it wrong. <laughs> I'll press that This is your podcast. No, 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 leave that in, Matt. That's, 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 it's, it's good to know. I'm joined tonight on the Daft Souls podcast by John Blythe, a.k.a. Log, a.k.a. Disappointment. John Blythe, Donald Blog. I'm a I'm a nightmare, a branding nightmare. You are, but who at am least I? You remember what your bloody name is. Um, <laughs> and also joined by the lovely Eva Wilson. Hello, you're all right. I'm good. I'm all right. It could be better. Not a great start to the podcast. Jesus. I know, right? <laughs> I've already got this problem in the fact that I probably shouldn't have called it the Dove Souls podcast because a lots of people think it's a bad name for a podcast. I think it's a fun. I think fun. it's fantastic. I, I've only just found out now, having heard you say it rather than speak it in a hangout. That it's daft souls. Daft, yeah. Because what did you I, think I'm it a daft was? man. I, yeah. I, I would say daft, which kind of ruins the phonetic similarity. To yeah, dark. I know. I know. I'm actually bad because I used to go live in the north, and so I feel like I've actually abandoned that my northern twang um, to do this. But um, but also because lots of people don't listen to this podcast because they think it is just about dark souls, which is not going to be helped by me introducing the podcast as a dark souls podcast. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> have you guys played any games this week? Well, I've been playing Trials Fusion. I'm probably not... If you're going to put this podcast out tomorrow, I'm probably not allowed to talk about that. But you could use it as a springboard for talking about Trials in general. And I could maybe tie in my experience of Trials Fusion preview to effectively talk about it. In a way that isn't in a, embargoed. In a roundabout kind in of way. In a way that's indistinguishable from a review, but isn't actually embargoed. Ah, uh, Seems politics. like a... Seems, seems legit. Fine. Seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> So about, what about those motorbikes, eh? Oh, well, not just motorbikes. Oh, From the really? preview event I went to, which isn't embargoed, there's also a quad bike now. Which handles exactly the same? Yeah, on a side-on game, how are different... I, it handles exactly the same. A four-wheeled heavy monster of a vehicle that you have to land flat instead of on the back wheel. I think that handles rather uniquely. I see. Don't be disparaging about <laughs> physics things. <laughs> Don't be disparaging about. I'm physics. just playing devil's advocate, okay? <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's just a, it's just different machine. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not a world of change. Is it, is the it, game. Well, yeah, it, does it actually change things up all that much? Well, no, it's the it's the same game. It's okay. but that's a fantastically replayable game. So it's the same game on a console that didn't. I've been playing it on Xbox One, mm. and that console doesn't have a trials game. And every console needs a trials game. Well, it's fucking thing, brilliant. Because I came really late to trials. Like I, I started playing Evolution after everyone else Same. in my friends list had finished it. But I still like got, I got so into it because it's the kind of game you can pick up when you have ten minutes rather than an hour. Um, and like I just I saw everyone else in my friends list had already racked up like t- times on it, and I was just like I, I spent like. And- evenings trying to fucking best them even though they were done with no, it and I they'd see, never look at it oh, again I had the opposite I had the opposite in the fact that I started playing it and I think it, I think it was um, Mr. Pointyhead yeah okay damn that oh him and Mike Channel from yeah, yeah. and they were just fuckers like, they just they were just so good it was them and their friend Al actually Al X X X they were great at it and it really annoyed me because I was like oh I was trying to get into the game and it was just constantly rubbing my face in the fact that it's like hey by the way um, everybody else you ever met is infinitely, infinitely better. better than you. And it's like, I just, the, I think that curve of like not having the ability to go neck and neck at any stage just made me think, oh, I can't be fair. Well, it's I so Moorish, it though. It's used, so Moorish. Especially when it usually drops you 
with some people better around you on the leaderboard. It gives you the ghosts of people who are slightly worse as well, mm. so you do feel like you're in the middle of a pack. Yeah. That that, that's all, that always happened to me. Perhaps I'm just better than you, Matt. No, it's true. I had a, <laughs> I'd I had hate a, to say. I had a feud with Jane Douglas that she doesn't know about, but she kept basting me, and I got really pissed off with her. And she knows now, but like, it was her ghost was just like I'll tell you what, there was, um, what game was it that, that used to reward you points when if somebody tried to beat your ghost and failed? Was it Blur or was it something else? I don't know. No, it was SSX. Yes, yes. Oh, Oh, yeah. um, the kind of reboot that I actually really enjoyed. I loved that game. But it was a shame because it just sort of came out at a point at which there wasn't really a demand for a snowboarding game. Oh, but it was so much fun. It was for great. For fuck's sake. You could, like, you know, grind on the fucking rail of a helicopter while it was still in motion. Like, it was just fantastic. I thought it was a really, really good little reboot. And I love the way it didn't have the multiplayer. It just had this sort of constant connection multiplayer. So you'd mm. see the ghosts of other players competing mm. for the same thing. Mm. It was like... It kind of made a good point because people went, oh, there's no multiplayer, it's rubbish. Um, you can't race against eight people at the same time. But it's like, no, because actually when you're trying to like perfect tricks and yeah. you, the last thing you want, you want is some pressure. dickhead to crash into you. Mm. Like, I mean, it's fun when you're sitting playing snowboard kids or whatever with other people because it's like you can punch them. You can say, <laughs> oh, you fucker, you knocked me off my snowboard. But if it's not a game with like power-ups and bonuses, you don't want people to get in the way of you when you're yeah. trying to perfect the perfect line or whatever. I think when other people are there, you're automatically you, you go into competitive mode, whereas like it, you know that you're trying to get to the bottom as fast as possible. Whereas obviously with SSX, you just want to like you want to get as much airtime as possible. You just want to be like doing all that and stuff. But some of the ideas in that game were genius. Like I love the way that what it would do. Um, for those who don't know, is basically you'd have a go, you'd set a record. And there'd be like loads of different competitions you could take part in. And they would have like bounties. And they basically say like, you pay this much to enter this competition. Not real money. It was, you know, fictional cash or whatever. But then it'd be like, you pay a large amount to enter. Mm. And then depending on what tier you ended up in at the end of like, sometimes they were a day, sometimes they were a couple of hours, sometimes they were like a week. Um, it, it would then split the cash. So like the top percentage would get lows and then below that less. And it was basically encouraging you to like try and get into a tier. So you might finish playing and you're like, you're in the gold tier. You're going to earn approximately this much. And you're like, wicked. And then you go on a few days later and it's like, ah, yeah, now you're in the silver tier because there are more people who've beaten your score. And you're just like, And Ugh. so you're like, okay, and you go back. And it was a no, clever idea. Yeah. <laughs> but also it had this thing of like the fact that when somebody had tried to beat your score and failed, you can actually do this thing where you could challenge somebody else and go, I'm trying to beat their score. For every time somebody had played um, on a time trial and failed to beat your race time, you would just earn money. You would just accumulate like money for other people who were your friends trying to beat you and failing. And it was wonderful because I remember logging on, I think it was on the demo actually, and just logged on and it was like 60 people have failed to beat your time. Well, it's 60 <laughs> attempts in total. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing more satisfying than knowing that there's some poor Burks just somewhere going god it. damn it I can't I can't beat them and that's great <laughs> what a petty victory to have in your head that is <laughs> Someone it brings I, it out well, well no because you know well. it is but also Sorry, it, 60 simultaneous victories hitting you at once it must be a majestic <laughs> feeling that <laughs> it's, it's not just that right it's part of the defence mechanism mm. in the fact that you know how you have those bastards who you're in a pub and they'll be like, oh, beat your score, your high score on that the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, all oh, right, cool. And like, oh, yeah, no, beat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought it was really good and I beat it. You'd be like, yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> it, it's so much more satisfying when you go, yeah, you did. You did beat my high score, but you spent four hours doing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. because, because you know exactly how, how many times they failed. So yeah. people are just Also, oh, if the same person fails 60 times, yeah. you get... 
I mean, oh those... my god, that is a bit of a grassy snitch. I, mean... <laughs> I don't like that. I mean, those 60 attempts were probably only about three people. It had really put me off actually attempting to beat anyone, though, because I just would feel that shame of fucking hell. I just love it, because people can't yeah. brush it off and go, oh yeah, beat it. Must have been my third attempt or whatever you've done. <laughs> like, no, yeah. actually, uh, <laughs> I won't stand up in court. Uh, yeah, I, I earned millions from you eventually beating my score. <laughs> I just love that. I mean, I don't know. It is, as you say, a bit vindictive, but... Um, I enjoyed that a lot. Was it a hard game to get hold of? Because I remember when it came out, I was trying to find it on places. Really? Because I wanted to buy it, because like, I didn't feel like I had any reason to go to a PR, kind of a copy of your game, please. <laughs> but um, no, I just found it really hard to buy it to the point where it just I never bothered in the end. Like, the I game, don't really know what happened so. with it. It reviewed really well. Um, I think I've read I remember those. you were there reviewing it. I was. Next to me. I was. I <laughs> loved it. I really loved it. I had so much fun with that game. Just kind of disappeared, didn't it, it really? really? Nobody did. nobody ever talked about it again. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened with it. And it's a shame because I remember chatting to the lead developer on it a lot. Mm. And he was a really, really smart guy, like talking about the mechanics and how yeah. they chose to do stuff. He was like super on it. I'd love to see what he ends up doing next. It's gutting because like Tricky is one of those games that people just go, oh, it fucking define me. A brilliant game. Yeah, you even it. hear that little like sound bite now and you're just like, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, and Tokyo Megaplex is fucking blazed into my head. Like, just, but yeah, why? Why now? Just no, yeah. no interest. I think that was. I mean, that was very much what they did that year, though, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. that was the year of Syndicate and yeah. SSX Oof. and oh, and uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, and that was pretty much it. Well, Kingdoms of Amalur was a fucking odd one. Um, I really feel bad about Kingdoms of Amalur. Actually, it's like it makes me feel guilty when I think about it, especially because of all of the shit that resulted and happened to the studio and the people that worked for it. Because I kind of, I think I reviewed that game. Did you? If I didn't, then I previewed it. Quite extensively. And like kind of gave it a bit of a kicking. Like every time I talked about it, I was like, this is pretty shit. And I kind of basically, I was, you know. Weren't you in this position in the, uh, this was in the OXM office when you were doing this, weren't they? Because there was you and there was Edwin as well. And Edwin, the online editor of OSAM was all really upbeat and optimistic about all the different kind of attack styles and stuff you could do. Yes. So we had that internal sort of disagreement and you were the one that shot on it and then destroyed the developer? Is that, is that, is that what happened? <laughs> is this how it happened? <laughs> so it, it, it was something like that, yeah. <laughs> no. It didn't strike me as that awful. I remember interviewing Todd McFarlane at the time and he was like, yeah, it's going to be the best. Like, I mean, he's an entrepreneur, right? He's going to fucking hard sell anything that he's sure. involved with. But like, he was just like, yeah, it's going to have fucking everything. It's going to be amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes a good game. Fucking everything. We're not going to draw any boundaries yeah. around our game or even define no. it. It is everything. No, but I, literally what he said in the interview was it's going to have the biggest like? fucking dragons you've ever seen. And I was like, Todd, and I'd like to test that theory. Like, to be it honest. Didn't. It yeah. didn't. <laughs> and this is where my guilt comes in. I actually had a tiny one foot tall dragon in the end. I don't, I don't recall there being big dragons in it, frankly. But no, the thing was, I, I kind of, I well, I didn't savage it. I just sort of like, I ribbed it repeatedly for a long period of time of basically being like one of those examples of RPGs that are just weirdly massive and empty mm. and it did have a fun combat system but it was quite basic I never played it was it, it was quite MMO like wasn't yeah, it in terms of fetch questy kill 10 of this bollocks there was yeah. gonna be an MMO using the same world that's what I that's and that's so my understanding, yeah. the single player campaign was just like stupidly massive like it had more quests than you could shake a really big dick at and it was like it just went on forever and it, I didn't look at half of it and it, there was no reason to because most of the quests were just so boring and it had like this weird had some wonderfully weird moments uh, where I remember there's this one guy where he was talking about how he was bleeding to death and 
his animation was entirely standard, just human there talking. There was nothing, no look of pain, no hobbling or whatever. But he had this sort of constant jet stream of, of blood, <laughs> <laughs> just splurting out of out of nothing, like just just blood, like just coming out of nowhere. Well, I'm from I'm a, quite a stoic race. I'm a dwarf. We are a stoic breed. We don't show pain. But yes, I really am ble- bleeding quite profusely. <laughs> it was insane. It was this thing of like I was like. The blood, the splurts of blood coming out of him are crazy. I left it on the dialogue option <laughs> for ages, knowing that as soon as I ended the conversation, he would he probably gonna, die. Yeah. But I was like, how long can this guy bleed for? This is one of these things I wish I was like video capturing at the time because it was like, this is amazing. This is hilarious. What the fuck is this game? But I completed it. I completed it of my own volition. Wow. I must have spent about 40 hours But that says something it. about it. I know, and that's why it's, I feel so guilty is because um, for, as, as a journalist, I was kind of like, this is a boring game. It's not really worth your money. Mm. But then left to my own devices, I fucking played it a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't been, really enjoy it, but... Mm-hmm. It's the drama that's happened like since its launch, though, that's kind of made it a bit more that interesting. That made me feel more really bad. Really bad, yeah. Um, <laughs> Because there was just but something... didn't they need to sell like an insane amount yeah, to man. even cover it back? What yeah. Their, their project, what they needed to do to even make the money back was just... Yeah. Then everyone had to have a copy I of mean, the world. It says a lot about... I think the thing for me that sums up that whole game is the fact that the name of the actual game was Reckoning. And Kingdoms of Amalur was... Meant to be a franchise. Meant to be a franchise. Were, yeah. So the game was just called Reckoning. And they were like, they kept saying, oh, it's Reckoning. It's not Kingdoms of Amalur, it's Reckoning. Kingdoms of Amalur is just the setting. There's going to be loads of Kingdoms of Amalur games. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. But then when it came to actually printing the discs, the press discs, I think they'd misspelt Kingdoms of Amalur on the promo copies. <laughs> so it kind of, there was that disconnect between the, 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 the belief <laughs> and how much EA actually really cared. Oh, um, bless. Oh, it was a bit... The King oh, Kongs of Amalur. I think they'd spelt... Amalur wrong or something? Um, I think it was Amalur. I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, diving back to trials really briefly, I think... Oh, yes. I know, this is... <laughs> that's, this, what that's what we were talking about. Um, I kind of felt like it's because I played too much Joe Danger. I feel like a lot of people who play Joe Danger after trials struggle to get into Joe Danger. And it's because they're totally different games. But I had the other way around. I played so much Joe Danger that it was then like, the same core of how you control the bike is there, but it's totally different. Uh, oh yeah, I think yeah. the two are easily distinguishable enough in my brain to not for me not to worry about thinking I'm playing the other one. Well, no, it's not that. <laughs> I think it's more expectations. Because uh, I, I found the thing. I think the thing that I loved about Joe Danger was the fact that you could be really hardcore about it, but if you felt like you were being shit, you could just be like, "I'm going to collect the gold stars today. Like, I'm not going to try and do the big things." Whereas Trials is like, "What are you here for?" And it's like. I don't know, just to... No, you're not. You're here to try and get the best score ever. You've got to do this. It's impossible. I'm like, I don't... Can I just drive the bike <laughs> no. around for a bit? And that's one thing I do like about Trials Fusion is that, that it's also been... That was also public knowledge was, is the challenges. Caveat. <laughs> 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 here are my favourite public knowledge facts. Here, here are the things that I'm allowed to tell you about. Uh, yeah, it's... um the, Every level this time has three sort of explicit challenges that you can use to sort of... It's another reason to go through the game and just ignore those arsehole ghosts who are better than you. <laughs> So yeah, it's just yeah. This is like I'm amazed how much stuff they managed to tuck away hidden in levels that are effectively just two D planes. It's like they they do manage to conceal some like what? Well, it's hard to say. Like you just find a platform, you, or there's a jump that you realise if you take it at a slightly different speed, you'll land on a little bunch lower down, and then there's a whole new area of oh, level well, down okay. there that you or some or you land on a platform that was hidden. It catapults you into the air. You land on a blimp, and there's a fucking warp zone up there, mm. and like. 
It's it's got a weird difficulty spike. I uh, hang on, I'm going into review territory. I'm going to shut Wang, up. Wah, wah. <laughs> the review klaxon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I am not reviewing Charles Fusion. Not, not now. Not it. never. Potentially at some point in, when the embargo <laughs> breaks. <laughs> within, within three or four days <laughs> of this hearing. <laughs> but for you, the listeners, we are going to yeah, hold off that so you don't have to put the the podcast on. Uh, a huge embargo. But um, I really enjoyed the preview. I can say that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine then. What have you been playing this week, Eva? Um, so I'm in a kind of weird place right now. I'm uh, in the process of moving house. So all my stuff is currently in boxes. So the only thing I've played in the last couple of weeks has been uh, The Wolf Among Us Episode 3, which I reviewed yesterday, and uh, Final Fantasy 7 on the Vita. I read your review of uh, The Wolf Among Us 3, actually. I was, sort of, I was very tentative to... Sp- click on any links mm. um, but I kind of felt like yours would be safe and not yeah, spoil it for I'm me. careful not to spoil it I know you are anything. yeah that's why I, I read it but it was like because the amount of times I've written I've actually reviewed the first couple and then it was like I've been like read some other reviews and it's like you what the fucking it's that, really that. hard not to because especially with something like that that's yeah. so interesting I mean you can't review the game without reviewing the story but you no. know there is a way of doing it but you have to be very careful I was exactly the same thing today actually somebody was uh, for the Q&A video I do every week somebody asked me about how I feel about episodic games or whether they should be reviewed like as a whole or as mm. each one uh, and it reminded me when I was answering it of like when I was reviewing the Walking Dead games for OXM yeah. which ended up being this like ridiculous almost like mental riddles of like how can I explain like <laughs> the tone of this episode and what happens without mentioning any characters or events or saying anything thing. that could spoil anything and you end up like using really weird you start yeah you like, w- 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 use really weird <laughs> turns of phrase and then you sort of start writing something and you get really into the flow of it and then you just sort of write yourself into a grammatical cul-de-sac where you're yeah. just like no no gotta reverse out of here this isn't gonna work it's the sort of thing fly. where it's like they just become these weirdly kind of semi-useless reviews that will like specifically only be of use to people who have played the episode before but not this one it's kind of a weird thing because personally i only read reviews after i've played a game because i quite i just quite like collating opinions that's absolutely yeah but i know that that's not i mean obviously it's a bit different for me because i sure. you know i play a lot of stuff anyway i, I so don't do that with games so much but i do do it with um, movies and stuff I, yes i, I, I do love, that I love all the time with movies, movies and tv reviews like as soon as i come out of the cinema i always look up you know reviews and, and sort of opinion pieces on what i've just watched because yeah, I, I just really enjoy that i just remember breaking bad and lurching from like what the, the, yeah. final, <laughs> the final episodes of season five you just go we end one, up sharing like, stuff and yeah, all. Yeah, like, look, look, have to read oh my this. oh my god the last of the episodes are three different endings that they all had oh have you had this theory oh yeah, there were so many fucking theories oh, breaking lovely. bad. Here's my theory. It's just really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I enjoy watching it. That's, that's, that's my overarching yeah, universal the theory of breaking bad. It's good. <laughs> well, so but how do you how do you feel overall about the um the, the walking actually no, just say I mean Probably the easiest way to do it is how, how do you feel so far about the Wolf Among Us as a whole thing? So as a whole thing, and it's interesting you mentioned about uh, sort of episodic reviews because we actually had this discussion today that we're going to start rolling episode episodic reviews into the one thing that we just update continually rather than doing separate things. That's smart. But um, I, I, as a series, I love it. I mean, I absolutely like, you know, it looks phenomenal. It sounds amazing. And because I'm a fan of the comic books, like I think all the characters are, are really, really well mm. done. However, it's... I think it's this thing with Telltale now. They're starting to fall on their own sword a little bit in that the more you play of them, the more the mechanics are starting to show. Like, it, it, you're starting to see the cracks in how they actually work. Like, the third episode is... I don't even think it's the weakest thus far, but it's just because I've played the previous three that I'm starting to realise my choices don't matter as much as I thought they did initially. Yeah, that's the thing. The sense of dread when you it says 
He'll remember you said yeah, that. Yeah, and then that, you that's realize... That's fading. Your, I don't... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think, the, for me, the big problem is it felt like they were doing something different with uh, The Wolf Among Us, and now I'm not sure. Mm, because it felt mm. like, in the first episode, there were a lot of choices. Yeah. And some of them were major choices. And I was kind of like, oh, shit, they've actually done it differently. Because obviously in The Walking Dead, I realised quite early on that it was like, the choices don't matter. Right. But that's fine, because it's more the fact that you know that lots of these characters are going to get really fucked up. Yes. And so having somebody really, really hate you before they die is actually quite impactful, because it's that thing of like... You don't want somebody to hate yeah, you. Yeah, of course. And so you then end up like feeling bad because they hated you. The, pro- and, you know. the, the thing is, so they, 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 they seem like they're trying different things. Like in the most recent episode, they give you, uh, they say that you've got a deadline and they say you've got three avenues of investigation that you can go down, but you can't go to all three. And then by the end of it, I did go down all three. So it was like, well, you and, know. And that's a classic. Adventure game. There's there's three things you have to do before you reach the next bottleneck. Yeah, it's just, it's just that they did. This, they even took the piss out of that when they did Sam and Max the yeah. first season. <laughs> so like, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's just a really. I mean, it's it, it's it's disappointing when you realise because you're so emotionally invested in these characters as I was from the outset to to know that actually. I could it could just as easily be anyone playing this game my big mm. B is no different from your big B from your I mean, big that's B you know what really disappointed me about the second episode because I was so hopeful after the first episode I thought wow this is fucking awesome because mm. you say it's, it's gorgeous yeah the art direction it's like the first episode is just so Amazing. fucking cool mm. and I knew nothing about fables the comics mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know it's just a general just it's like all of the fairy tale characters from um, like any fairy tale, pretty much. Pretty much any fairy tale, um, yeah. All lived in this one place. They've been ousted from their real, from their world, and thrown into our world. So there's kind of like a little community, um, sort of. A ga- oh, well, they're just sort of ferreted away in New York City, um, and it's re- it's it's an amazing sort of concept because they sort of invert all the you know all the sort of old fairy tales. So Snow yeah. White is like a really sort of bitter uh, divorcee because Prince Charming went yeah. off and fucked her sister, and you know stuff like this. It's like yeah, the time. It's like basically, the, it's an amazing idea. It's like the idea that time has passed and it means <laughs> that now things are not the way they were because mm. it's like there's been. They're all really years. jaded and yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the heroes have become jaded because fame wore off and yeah. they got, became, some of them became alcoholics mm. and stuff because people didn't love them anymore. And it's it's interesting. Yeah. And it's like the way it all ties together, like the the wolf from Red Riding yeah. is the same wolf from the Three Pig story. Yeah, and it's yeah. Like, and there's, not, there's actually a really yeah. great moment in uh, this episode that I really loved, and I hope it's not a spoiler for saying it, but there's a, an old woman character, um, and you know, you, you kind of have a confrontation with her uh, as Big Bay and Snow White, and she turns to them and says, you know, I'm an old woman, you know, you, you know, the the men play the heroes and the women play the sluts, you know, and I have to look on as as everyone else sort of plays their part and I'm just sort of this useless thing, you know, that that is a, a narrative device if nothing else and it's just like that's quite cool actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's funny because with the second uh, with the second episode it did this thing where um it just felt very much as you were saying about how you're you're not playing my big you're playing somebody else's. Yeah. The second episode I felt like they and this is my main worry with, with Telltale now, is yeah. that because they've had like such a kind of colossal pat on the back for The mm-hmm. Walking Dead, that they're now like, hey guys, maybe maybe we could be like, you know, people who make like TV. Let's like, do it. Why don't we do it for Game of Thrones and Borderlands too? Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this for everything. Well, it's yeah. more that they've forgotten what made it special. And it's like, with, with the second episode in particular, it felt very much like, hey, you love us because we make great narratives. So why don't you just sit back there well, we tell you a narrative because mm. there was so little interaction in the second episode. And there was a bit towards the end where it really annoyed me because it was like, 
it was just trying to egg you on to like do stuff yeah it wasn't being like having choices it was like do this do this come yeah. on do this and it's like that's weird I don't feel like there's anything I've done that's had the same in I've only played the first two episodes mm-hmm. of Wolf Among Us uh, that's what I'm talking about so but I'm like the one. um uh, there doesn't feel like there's been any sort of situation where I've had the same pitchforking thing from yeah. The Walking Dead where you've got the two brothers and you I had that same I chose to kill that guy she saw me awful that's, that's <laughs> yes. the thing as well because Lee was a completely new character you you, you really could see that he could go either ways Big B is a, I mean, the- he already has a reputation by the time you're entering the story and everyone treats him as such no matter what you do and I said this in my review like I my Big B I feel is quite compassionate he's a bit you know, he's a bit rough around the edges but he wouldn't do anything bad and I've been acting that way from the entire episode and yet or the entire series and everyone still treats him like he's some you know he's just a oh, bastard oh fair play I was, so, was like, going to say because yeah. when, you, when you said earlier, I don't feel like this is my big me, I was going yeah. like, well, you're dealing with an existing character. How much do you want to change that character from the comic Yeah. Book? But the, the, that, the fact you that your choices like, yeah. aren't being reflected, that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. other major problem with the whole existing characters is the whole time I feel like I'm playing with the safety catch on. Mm-hmm. And the fact mm-hmm. that in The Walking Dead, it, like regardless of how true it often was, you knew that... that that death would be a big part of it. And you, you wouldn't you weren't sure if it was your fault or not, but you know, it didn't fuck about when it came to killing people because you'd done things or seemingly. Mm. Whereas in this, I mean, especially like I mean, I'm not gonna spoil anything if you haven't played it, but there's something that happens in the in the first couple of episodes that just makes you think like, oh fuck you. And it's one of the things I hate about comic books in general, is the fact that they they've got themselves into a into like a really nasty habit of is this, making is, mortality seem irrelevant. Is this uh-huh, the dramatic uh-huh. thing you thought happened didn't actually happen? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, yes. The, the and it's like, at that, from that point onwards, I was kind of like, I really fuck you. The interesting thing about that is, um, you say you haven't played the comics, so I actually really praise that moment because it deviates very, very dramatically from the comic book canon. And I was like, oh, right, okay, Telltale are taking the series and they're putting their own spin on it. And yep. then they just turn around and go, nope, actually, you know, we've yeah, heard yeah. They were like, oh, it is canon. It's like, well, why is it canon? Why don't you do like, I mean, actually, I love what the Walking Dead TV series does. I used to think the Walking Dead TV series was boring as piss. Mm-hmm. But now I've watched more of it. I really like it. Um, but I love the way oh, that they... Yeah, it, it's gone through its boring as piss moments. It really yeah, has. yeah. But I, I love the way that it's like, it's not the comics. I gave out. up on it it's, because, yeah, of those moments. But <laughs> but it's like, it's not, you know, it, it's not obsessed with being canon, whereas this is. It clearly like, oh, and you kind of think nothing exciting is going to happen because... Because they're so rigidly, yeah. And I'm really concerned, my biggest concern with Game of Thrones uh, is that they're going to use characters from the TV shows. See, now, no. this, so this is my idea for the Game of Thrones and how they would circumvent that is if they base it around the Night's Watch and yeah. they just make up their own characters for that because I think like that you could sort of have and it, it keeps you away from all the main characters it gives you like this, right. this, they're stationed all across the wall so yeah. you can have just an unknown fucking area yeah. no, there's only three of the towers are staffed on the <laughs> is, that, is that true? <laughs> but, yeah. well three towers? well that, that's, that's not right. John Snow's not there is like yeah. 12 or something well you could have fucking David McCormont, whatever, whatever he's oh, called. Oh no, but they're like really like the only one that's really got anyone there is is the main one. But, uh, you're, but you've got yeah, Shadow Watch and stuff. I know way too much about this. <laughs> like, thanks for not drawing me up on mentioning David McCormont, the gay pop singer, as, as one of the bosses of the Night's Watch. He <laughs> gets around. But you're right about comic book canon. Like it does seriously hamstring like a lot of. Uh, I mean, like uh, that's why I loved the Batman Arkham games because they weren't afraid to play around with that. Like they were respectful to a degree, but they weren't afraid to sort of go off and make their own 
I mean, the Arkhamverse is completely I guess it, separate. It's a combination of being given carte blanche to do that, mm. and also, I mean, I think the difference is like with with Batman, you can do that. It's established well enough that you can be like, "Hey, want to make a Batman game?" And we're going to fuck around with all the villains. We might kill some of them, and they can be like, "Yeah, whatever," because you mm. can still be like, "It's a Batman game." What worries me about the Game of Thrones game is it's like. Do they feel that they're going to be able to sell a Game of Thrones game that doesn't have All Game those, of Thrones yeah. characters in it? Well, you can have them as sort of background quest givers, like just have the scene with someone you recognise, and then you go off and do your mission, and it's you on your own. Well, that's the thing. I, mean, I remember, like, I reviewed it for XM actually, um, the Game of Thrones RPG, and that oh, was God. oh god, wow! <laughs> no, 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 I really liked it. Really, it was terrible. It was one of the worst things I've ever played, but I really liked it. Um, I like the, the the treatment of sex scenes in that as well. Oh, how did they do it? Well, it was just there was just idle animations in a brothel. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it was like mechanically shoddy as fuck. But it was weird that they started developing the game because I interviewed one of the guys from Sinai, I think, and they started making the game like when it was just the books mm. and the TV show didn't even exist. And then as they got towards the end of development, the TV show became a really big thing, oh. and so they then put a couple of like likenesses in the game like Jorah Mormont the guy in oh, charge okay. of uh, yeah, the yeah. Night's Watch and the Queen and Cersei was there as well yeah, yeah. Um, and but it was like an afterthought and it was a really I don't know uh, the opening was terrible and I think it was actually um, one of the guys from Rock Paper Shotgun who summed it up best that game in the fact that it's terrible for like the first few hours like incredibly bad and then you, it's almost there's a point where you can tell that the actors the voice actors who are reading the lines suddenly realise that actually it's quite good no 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 the opposite they realise that actually it's not bad and at first they're like massively phoning it in and then the quality of the voice acting steps up because they realise that actually the story is actually quite good and it becomes well, this thing weird. <laughs> it's really weird that's amazing though. but there's a point about halfway through the game where there's a cut there's a cut scene with some acting and it's just like this is great like, I mean like the animations are terrible it's really shit but it's really gripping well as a man who watches telly whilst on his computer while looking at another window that sounds perfect to me <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that the nature of the combat is that you actually had to concentrate quite a lot oh it was kind of it's like freeze set. time and do tactics wasn't it yeah. and it was quite hard and I, th- I don't know if there was an easy option but it was bollocks for so many reasons but what I loved is the fact that he used all the Game of Thrones lore used houses that weren't massively in the books mm. what was the justification for magic in it because like it's like Lord of the Rings isn't it whereas magic is such a sparse thing to come yeah, by yeah they don't really well to did be honest you, they kind of that wildfire or whatever they kind of fudged that it. and they had they, they kind of fudged it because it's all supposed to take place in the kind of weeks before um, the death of uh, oh actually if you haven't seen no the death of someone <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm trying so to there's, there's quite a lot just fucking watch Game of Thrones it's a good show um, and yeah there's a kind of there's a theme within Game of Thrones that there's like the, the idea that magic did used to exist so when they talk about dragons and stuff mm-hmm. they're not like oh dragons are a myth it's like they know dragons existed they've got these fucking big skulls of when they used to exist but they've been dead for ages and the whole one of the major themes in Game of Thrones that goes through the books is the idea of magic creeping back into the world mm-hmm. for, for what whatever reason what? Um, it's because of her dragons, isn't it? Her dragons, yeah. Reawaken. Well, maybe, or maybe the dragons are just a symptom of that. Who what? knows? What? Three eggs going into a fire and hatching is a symptom of magic. If it's anything to it. No, those eggs were put. Sounds sane when you say it yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sense of this crazy world. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I say, it was it was this nice thing of having like lords. Like one of the characters you played was a lord who'd been off to lands, and it was like it was really nice. Having all of the sense of the law and stuff, and yeah. having a sense of the the power relationships between the houses, but being like, 
You don't need to. Like, you don't need to be having chats with, like, the head of the Lannisters and the Queen. No, that's... Like, there's so much intrigue in that world that... It's you, such a rich you world, you could do simpler. anything that you wanted with it, really. The one thing I did love about that Game of Thrones RPG, though, is there was one of the cutscenes early on in the game, and this was the point at which I still thought it was shit, but it made me think, hello, what's this? <laughs> was the fact that there was a conversation with the Queen, with Cersei, where your character, who is this, this good chap being like, these are my lands, this man has taken my lands for me while I've been away, I demand retribution, I demand that I get my title and my lands back. And... She basically said, listen, you know, maybe if you could help me out, maybe if you could do some stuff for me, we, we could come sort of an arrangement. And you had this option to go, no, like, <laughs> I, I'm a man of honour. And like, I demand this because... The Ned Stark This route. is mine, yeah. <laughs> and literally, <laughs> literally, they just went, take him to the dungeons and leave him there. And it was game over. Really? It was, it was a game that I realised, I don't know how many times in the game it happened, but I was there like just going, whatever, choose options. And then I realised that I was like, hang on a minute, this is a game where I can get game over from making the wrong conversation choice from being like an absolute knobhead to the queen (laughs) but it had this whole section after that where you had to actually go off with your brother in like your bastard brother who now had all your lands and he was like the bad guy he was framed as the bad guy for the early game and then the queen says listen you two go off and sort this out and then like I'll think about it and it's like you basically end up having to work with the guy who is like a fucker um, because the queen says you have to and then it has this weird thing where in conversations instead of having good and bad options like the the kind of mass effect psychopath thing of being like I'm either going to smile at you or push you out of a window it means that if you choose an aggressive route then it means that your like bastard brother's taking over the situation uh, okay. and if you choose a kinder or compassion route your character is so you get four you still get four dialogue options or six dialogue options but, but it's more but evenly it's split. from two right. different people that's interesting and the thing that made me feel really bad and the thing that I thought was a really interesting idea was the fact that I came to some situations where I was looking at the nice guy approaches and thinking yeah, yeah I don't think that's going to cut it like, <laughs> and having like this guy who's an absolute prick stepping yeah. in and like trying to throttle them because it's a- like I have such a problem with games like that, especially with Mass Effect, because they're very clearly labelled that I always have to go for the Paragon like well, decision. You, especially if you're trying to build your sort of XP in that area. Yeah. So of course you want all the you want to choose all the well, same yeah. thing all the time. For like Mass Effect too, like obviously you need to have high enough power. You want to you want to unlock the special things on the mm-hmm. other corner of the dialogue wheel, don't so, you? So yeah, which is really bad, and I hate the fact the that super I play nice that way. Option. Yeah. Oh my god, you won't believe how nice I'm being. <laughs> Check out <laughs> this. You're lovely. <laughs> Plus five more points. Yes. <laughs> that reporter, you just kiss your finger, then plant your fingertip on her lips. Shh. Oh, <laughs> we, let's not let's not punch each other in this game. Hot reporter, baby lady. <laughs> It's difficult, mate. I guess you've got to have really good writing to pull that off. Yeah. It did a good job. Well, well it did a no, good, no, no. It did yeah. a good job of saying you're a badass either way, but you can be the nice or arsehole. Yeah, it's just, I feel, I, well, yeah, I'm more disappointed in myself than in the game that I just constantly have to, like, I'd actually restart it if I felt like, yeah, well, it's, well, it's annoying no, because there were times you, that I wanted to just fucking pistol whip someone and I was like, no, I can't because I have I've, to play the good route. You just reminded me of something like wanting like algorithms to like you. Yeah. I, I returned something to Amazon recently and they made the process so easy and generous that I bought about 10 things from Amazon recently just to make, <laughs> just to make just it to happy. Ma- just to make some judgment of me <laughs> inside their system actually like me again. But it's funny because like... It, 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 perverse. <laughs> that, that is mental. It no, is a bit I, mad. I'm sure... 
However, I'm sure that's a thing. That's got to be a psychological thing. <laughs> well, however, going back to the Wolf Among Us, I read a pretty good article today, which was it. It, it sort of tied into a lot of things I was thinking about the latest episode, and mm. that someone was saying um, the morality of that episode was was sort of um, coloured by the fact that when they were playing it, they just wanted Snow to like them, so they were just like they were just doing things to to sort of just get her approval on it. Like, and if they wanted, if she wasn't watching them, they would have behaved completely differently. And that's mad. That is mad but like it's like your in-game girlfriend you don't want to you don't want to rock the boat or anything oh, wow. thing is, I think that's another thing that's a bit weak about it in a way it's mm-hmm. like it is a bit 2D and it is like you that it doesn't really give you any other characters that you can, you can bounce off in that, that you way you feel like you want them to like you like I mean Frog the frog dude is like oh his what? little son though his son is adorable yeah. to be fair but I mean I wish they'd like spent more time on the relationship with your pig flatmate yeah, they never went back to that and right he's awesome. yeah. yeah Colin was really fun and like he, I think he I comes back I forgot about and... him from the second episode yeah, yeah the, the fact he was so big in the first what I, yeah. what I loved about the Walking Dead series was the fact that he didn't devolve into that like mm-hmm. he didn't devolve into being like oh she's your girlfriend so you're going to be nice <laughs> it was this thing of being like, I, remember I did the... try and I was trying to like flirt with Carly like all the time but <laughs> she wasn't having any of it so <laughs> remember, do you remember the start oh. of the second episode where it's like you've got like two boxes of cheese and crackers oh god that was horrible and it being like oh like I, I want to just give it to the people who I like but yeah. you're like Maybe I should give it to the people who don't like Maybe I Maybe. should give it to Laurie because like, he's such a fucker. Yeah. Like. He's, a, he's a prick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a racist dick. Yeah. Maybe I should give it to him and it'll be less racist. Yeah. And that could be... Or maybe wasn't, it, wasn't it like there was a weird things of they noticed that messages like you give it to one person and it goes to someone else, else says yeah. they noticed you fed a child. Uh, <laughs> what? They hate children? Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. So you're feeding the children, yeah. are you? Oh, nice. Waste I suppose of resources. They're the future, are they? <laughs> well... Bollocks. <laughs> I want a cracker. <laughs> I'd like to see them fighting for the future with their brute strength. This is it. They're going to fend off the zombies when they come knocking. Yeah. I actually turned all that stuff off straight away when I was playing The Walking Dead. Can you turn that off? What, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. The, the, the remember the, that. The I remember this. Uh. It's like, fucking bollocks. Like, it, it does, it, it, as you say, it shows you the cracks. Yeah. And it annoys me you can't do it on The Wolf Among Us. I didn't know that. It's really annoying because mm. I don't want to see that. No. I, I don't like to know and it's alright to be honest you already know because there's a weird loading there's always uh, a weird loading blip just, after just a save, as it happens and yeah. it makes you think alright oh, it's logged that however like whether it says it or not I haven't seen any return on that at all no. like yet so and this is the thing is like I don't know when I was playing through uh, The Walking Dead I was like oh, no, I think when I wrote the review of episode 1 I was mm. like hmm it's going to be interesting to see how how much these are put, these choices matter Yeah. and then when I realised they didn't I thought I don't give a shit because actually it matters to me yeah. the choices I made. It well, that's the thing. Me. Whereas in The Wolf Among Us, it's like, it's very pretty. Mm. I love being in the world, but it does all feel a little bit meaningless. And it does feel like, especially as I say, they're trying to egg you on to do stuff mm. because they want to show you stuff. It's like it's like having somebody leaning over your shoulder while you're playing a game going, oh, press this button. It's really cool when you press <laughs> this button. You should press this button. You do this like cool fireball thing. Press this button. You're like, fuck off, leave me alone. Have um, you been playing season two of The Walking Dead? Not yet, no. Okay. I... I don't know. I kind of been avoiding it because of the fact that I I don't like the uh, I don't like the premise. I've been really split about it. I don't. I think I've decided now. I don't really like the flag, The fact that you're playing as Clementine. No, and that's um, why I was going to wait till the whole series was done. Yeah, because I really dislike the the core premise. It just it, it, it's it's not so much her. It's the way that everyone acts around her like it, it just breaks the illusion so badly like you've got adults that are like yeah telling this a, tiny child to, to go, go out and like you, you do the dangerous yeah. thing because 
I'm sorry. I mean, we are more equipped to do it, but you are the protagonist. It's absolutely mental. And then you've got this pregnant woman who's, who's you know, been knocked up by someone who's not her husband telling Clementine about it. And you're like, she is not mature enough to deal with this shit. What are you doing? Like, yeah, that's the whole thing in, like, the first season. That, sh- that should be an overheard conversation. Right? It's like, come on, there are more elegant ways to deal with this sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. In the first season, the whole point was like everyone trying to hide stuff from her. Like, yeah, everyone trying I know. to be like, oh, and she would still hear stuff and then he'd be like, oh shit, she's seen this, I heard this. But, you know, that, that's important. I mean, that's a big theme in The Walking Dead generally mm-hmm. that I'm watching the series is like they're, them trying to protect the children, yeah. not just from like the, the risk of death, but also being like trying to ensure they have like some sort of childhood. It's too, the, the thing is, as well, because you like I've played a couple of episodes now you're starting to see that she's a bit a little bit dead behind the eyes and I don't know whether that's just the way I'm playing it but like she's not the little girl that I once knew and I'm like fucking hell like she's grown up and I can't protect her and it's like all this shit's happening around her and I'm like I mean, how old is she in this she's uh, I think season. in the second season she's just turned 11 so oh, she's still quite that's, young that's not old enough no, <laughs> that's not murdering yeah, well she's yeah she's racking up the kills now like it's just yeah I mean it's still good but I don't it definitely isn't as strong as the first season I mean so at least fun. if we're going to do that I mean I say I've been watching the TV series and it's like that That one of the themes I thought was really interesting is the idea that if you have kids in survival mm. mode for too long then they mm. do start to become like these sort of almost frightening killing machines and you have to be like oh shit so you need the, to like the, the, my, one of my absolute favourite things from the first season was it was for me all about Lee choosing between t- teaching Clementine what was right and what would keep her alive and that that was the whole like you had to decide whether you were going to teach her not to steal to be good to other people or you know was that going to get her killed in the end like that was the whole thing and now it's like that that choice is gone she just has to she's she's just with horrible people and she like you're just there. well there's no choice here she's just gonna you know backstab them as soon as she's got a chance so oh just stabbing someone because he will remember you did that <laughs> he will remember you killed him <laughs> forever oh. and ever and ever I'm trying to think about that. I've, I actually I've, I've developed a horrible addiction this week um, to Monster Hunter Oh, God, that's one of those games that I really want to play, but no, if I do play, I'll mm. probably um, not like it yeah. or just fear for my... Just feel the drop in front of me and thinking, if I get into this anymore, it's going to be a 99 hours game. Yeah. Oh, a 99 it. at the fucking least. Like, I've, I know we mentioned Dan Murray's put, like, at least 200 into it. Yeah, which I mean, is mental. When I say ninety-nine hours, I just mean the the clock stops counting. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about Final Fantasy VII yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Like. Yeah, that's the thing is, it's like I've kind of I've maybe stumbled off that cliff without noticing it because it's a game I've had. Um, I pl- I played on my 3ds a bit and got into it a little bit, and then was like, oh, this is interesting. I don't really get it. I don't really know what's going on, and then I've just gone back and dipped into it every now and then and because I finished Bravely Default. I was like, well. I was going up on the Bravely train. Default, that was a 99 hours game for me as well. Yeah, I actually, I I talked about this last week, but fuck me. When you said to me, we, we, we were recording regular features, the, yeah. the podcast that myself and you and two other people do. You, you really should listen you to really regular should. features. It's a, it's a fun podcast. It's an entirely different podcast to this, but it's a bloody good one. Um, but before we were recording it, you, you were playing Bravely Default and you just looked to me with a kind of, fearful sincerity in your eyes and said when you understand what it wants you to do <laughs> and I was like oh don't spoil it for me but you were like no 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 and then you, I kind of 
locked you down because I was worried that you were spoiling the plot. But then I got to that point in the game and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. I, I talked about it last week on the podcast that basically but this... The, do you know that gets you the bad ending? Oh, yeah, that I, I felt cheated like bollocks. The fact that I said that to you at that time and I was so amazed. Just like, I, I've, I've done what the game hinted at me to do even though all signs were pointing towards go to this inevitable conclusion. I thought, oh, brilliant, I, I've broken you in the way you wanted me to. Yep. And this is brilliant. I'm, I'm bound to get the good ending. No, that's the way to the bad Seriously. ending. That is bullshit, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the game tells you to get the bad ending, Well, there's um, Something you've the, got to do there's, there's to, a, to, to get to the end of the end game. Yeah. A motif from the earlier game is just people keep saying, don't be afraid to disobey. Okay. And like you go, okay, I, I'm not sure what you mean, but then you realise you have another... No, I'm not saying anything else because yeah. it is a spoiler, so... It is a spoiler, but it's that thing of like, yeah, it, it is this thing of like, you get, yeah. to, you get to a point in the game where like, I'm really good at not looking stuff up. Mm. And I've said it, it, I've said last week, it expects you to repeat things to a degree that is just annoying. But it's that thing of being like, I don't like to look up about stuff about a game until I'm like at a point where I think it's fine, I'll do it now. Mm-hmm. And that was the point at which I Googled it and just went, all right, What's what the fuck is go- like? What do I have to do to finish this game? I'm because- doing this for the fourth time now. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like you realise it wants you to repeat this thing like six times to get the proper ending. And I was like, "Fuck you!" And I ended it. And the ending was such a disappointment. Like considering it's like, oh great, like those those ten hours I gave you were worth nothing. How many endings are there? Just um, the bad and the good, or I yeah, think, isn't there? So. Isn't there, this true ending and yeah, this- and bad ending? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The true ending. Fuck Fuck you. you. It's like, why is it with... And also, all that (sighs) bullshit about... You've got everyone in one of the worlds. The whole idea is there's different universes, multiverses, and in one of them, everyone finds their perfect counterpart that makes everything happy. And they just say, for no fucking explicable reason, yeah, I guess we just don't belong here. (laughs) What? The whole thing is you've understood that everything's fucked. It's mental. That that, that bit in particular was like, oh, fuck this. Fuck this. This is just stupid. When it's like, hey, you've magically found a world. It's like, um, oh, what is that... Oh, actually, I'm thinking it's like it's like Rick and Morty. I've been watching a lot of Rick and Morty recently, and there's one of the episodes where it's like to solve the problem of the fact that they basically fucked up their world beyond recognition. They just transport themselves to a, a reality in which they've both just died, but oh, everything fun. else is normal, and so they just basically teleport themselves there, bury their own bodies, Jesus. and then just carry on. I know, it's a great cartoon. <laughs> so I am conflicted because I kind of wanted to play this game, but now listening to you, I'm like, is it's it worth fine. It? But the problem is because it. Oh, I said this. I, I'm repeating myself. There's loads of stuff I love about it. As in, like, that thing that I first showed you, I think, was the obliterate power you get, which is just... For a game that kind of goes out of its way to respect your time and shorten the grinding process, Mm. like, there's a power that you have to go down quite a long side mission chain to get it, but you can equip one of your characters with obliterate, which, whenever you enter any non-boss battle, all the enemies instantly die. Okay. And you get full XP and like battle po- oh, what, yes. what have the job points, isn't it? It just job does points. it. It just like it basically just goes, you don't have to do that anymore. You can just get experience. And it's such which, a shame. Which, which which means that you can actually grind by just walking by around just with wa- your thumb and clicking mental. on the I know. I mean it's the thing is that it's almost like what is it? I, I worry that there's like some sort of secret cabal of Illuminati based yeah. in the Japanese RPG sector that will murder people if they do not have an incredibly <laughs> lengthy endgame for no reason. It's a game that goes against the entire point of doing that yeah. and then just but, does but, it. But, 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 but they do they they 
pull back on the whole fucking you don't need to repeat combat mm. but they make you repeat the story five times <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like a really bloody conflicted game because I remember you telling me the story about this bikini right yes the bikini oh, the yeah. bravo bikini yeah, yeah. That, the 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 story in which that happens the first time is amazing because like, it's kind you were of like, like it, yes it's inverting like all my preconceptions about this well it's sort of like I expect Javi you expect a kind of certain level of sexism but the fact they took that thing and they subverted it and they played with it and let you think about it a little mm. bit it's just so unexpected and happy mm. and then, then you unlock and it and then, then you fucking unlock it for doing something yeah. later on it's like, it's like hey now oh. you can dress up your characters in the sexy bikini and like, hey. oh, wait a minute no oh. <laughs> yeah you know that the idea of ogling like Highly polygonal characters that yeah, we subverted that look earlier like on. Children. Yeah, well, now you can actually ogle you. Uh, yeah, it, they do look. They like look children. like fucking children. I felt really embarrassed because I was I was playing it um, a lot of it um, at my girlfriend's who I'm moving in with soon, and it was this thing of I was sitting in bed, I was just playing it, and she just referred to it because I'd because I'd almost like carefully stayed on jobs that didn't have the girls because it's like some of the jobs are perfect like some of the jobs it's like like time mage for example is great when you're, when you're a time mage it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman all time mages have the same outfits yeah but if you're a pirate you get a love heart over your eye instead of a skull <laughs> oh and crossbow yeah because ladies like, kill with love we do yeah <laughs> you poisonous bitches <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are just like I remember one of them. It's like oh, for like the sort fire for the element fencer or whatever. It's like the men look like these cool like Arabian warriors, and then the women like belly, belly dancers. dancers. Yeah, and it is like literally like I'm uh. so man. I'd be playing it at, um, just sitting in bed with my girlfriend playing it, and I'd be like carefully choosing jobs so that the women weren't dressed like that because I know really that, yeah but sword fencing is such because a hot. The thing is, no, it's such a it's a good job to be using. Yeah, of course. I know, right? Sorry, I'm, I'm so <laughs> hot right now. Oh my god. Oh belly dancers. I just got to show oh, a bit of skin. I, I just just go, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, uh, my girlfriend doesn't play games, yeah, uh, and she doesn't really understand them that much, which yeah. I found amazing because she was like, she was, she, she turned to me when I was still playing Brave Default after about a week and a half, uh, and she was like, "Oh, you're still doing that thing where all those people line up in front of a dragon." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what these games are. Like, oh, you went around. People just line up in front of a dragon. It's and right. then, like, she was like, it looks like when you're playing it, you're always doing exactly the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, no, I. I so you were trying cool. to unlock Dracula Castle, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was indeed. <laughs> it's weird, though, because, like, I've heard so many, like, guy friends talk about games that they're embarrassed to play with their other halves in front of. Like, that's, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't really get that, obviously, but, like, it just seems. Really? Well, no, it's more that I think if you understand games, right, then you, you can, understand yeah. that we put up with a lot of shit to get to the good the stuff. The good parts, yeah. And sometimes that's like uh, like bugs and glitches, or and sometimes that's just it's straight up misogyny or yeah. sexism. But when that un- you have unlocked the Bravo bikini, haven't that? Was, I just snapped it shut. I yeah, I was I, like, what that are they doing? Put, that put me off. Yeah, as, and that's the thing is, it, it, it puts me off, but also it's that thing of being like. You know, when my girlfriend's like, oh, what's this? Explain this to me. Yeah. It's like trying to explain the concept of why a JRPG is fun. It's quite difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be made more difficult by explaining why I was playing a JRPG with prepubescent teens in bikinis. <laughs> you know? And this is the thing is, it's like a lot of this argument, I've, I've been embroiled in this in the past it's, quite a lot in yeah. terms of fighting against this but it's like I'm not saying that games that feature that are shit yeah. it's just the fact that that's there 
can be a bit embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, but there's a certain level that you just deal with. I mean, like, you know, Tifa Lockhart is, is still one of my favorite characters ever, despite the fact that she wears next to nothing and has, like, the biggest fucking tits you'll ever see. Like, <laughs> I still love her because it, it, I find her really fascinating and all that is just a byproduct. That's of, probably better than sort of yeah. mid, a, a straight bloke saying, oh, I love her because she's got massive tits <laughs> and she wears skimpy clothes. <laughs> you were probably appreciating her. Maybe on a different level, I, I don't think know. It, it felt less bad, almost, back in the day when she was clearly like a teenager with skimpy clothing but in polygons I think there's something more frightening about modern technology the fact that you realise just how much fucking effort people have put in to making yeah. those tits bounce in yeah. a silly way I mean that's and like m- make them muddy yeah. oh god like who, in who doesn't love a muddy tit like I mean, I dead or alive where you can roll them around and run <laughs> stuff fucking hell I mean how do you pinpoint the point at which dead or alive stop being like oh god look at them that's pathetic isn't it <laughs> to being like guys you've got to stop doing this it's fucking no, but creepy literally you go into like the Xbox Live marketplace any fucking given day and oh, it god. is like 90% fucking dead or alive I, I, did, I, did, I did, did that amazing image didn't yeah. I? I sort of put, just took screenshot screenshot and just t- t- like, tiled them all together it just they are fucking scraping the bar- bottom of that barrel now, though. It's like gym class fucking Mary Rose. Like, it's tropical sexy, bikini sexy Mary Santa. Rose. Oh, it's, f- oh, it's, it's horrible. It's just like, you know, pornography Half of in tampon <laughs> outfit. That... that <laughs> Just go for it. Why don't no, you just that fucking is, go that for it? That is literally you? not that far away from where they are right now. Like they have <laughs> done everything else. That's the thing. I don't. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get how. Like when you when you mention these what things. What do they as well. do? Do they just do they just wind up? Like I don't know why it needs to be like like that. You've I got don't porn know for who pays it. for it, right? You know, I but don't, obviously people do because they are I churning know, it out because they're making it, and that, that's why. Like I kind of feel like whenever I get into these arguments, people go oh, why are you trying to censor games and stuff? It's like, why are you fucking spending so much money on this shit, you idiots? <laughs> like, like pornography is widely available and mostly free. That's it. Fill like, your boots. I d- yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, but I can't I dress porn movies in the clothes I want to see them in. <laughs> you need to Google better, John. Oh, maybe. That's brilliant. Let's do... Um, Porn. Let's make, start making porn where people wear green outfits, and then you can and just you can superimpose oh, it, unimpose do whatever you want. Yeah, oh, and we could sell them post-production DLC packs. <laughs> yes, this is download it. the um, smiley face nipple tassels. No, <laughs> but it's just like I don't know if if it is like a distant like pol- polygonal tits mm. of a character. Somebody might be like, oh yeah, but then you'd be like, yeah, and that'd be common over. If playing game where it's like I play a game called Attack of the Distant Polygonal Tits. <laughs> Yeah, that's all the nice like, No, like, because I go into the the indie uh, marketplace like every couple of weeks because we we have like oh, an indie God, section in the God. mag, and oh my God, like the shit people come up with. Like this is on the Xbox Live yeah, indie yeah, games. Yeah, market. there are some toxic little games on there, like, and that's why Idea Xbox the curated approach is so good to begin with, right? Before, Although, before I, you turn every poisonous little I, teenager's face into a But I find, myself, I find myself weirdly drawn to them because I just want to know what goes on inside some of them their are, head. Some of them yeah. aren't that bad. Yeah. Like, cause there was one that surprised me by how good it was. It was called Tune Her Out. And I thought, I'm going to download this and I'm ready to hate you because you're saying that women are an obstacle to you playing video games. But it was a really nice device because you had to play a game <laughs> and also have take stock of a conversation that was going on. Yeah. And it was... 
it, it wasn't an arsehole game. It wasn't made by an arsehole, even though the sort of premise seemed to be. Yeah. They go, oh, brilliant, you've won me over. You've actually introduced a brilliant <laughs> mechanic of me trying to play a game and, and watch a conversation that's going on. There was a game about being a drone operator that did that. It was actually, it was like a free oh God, flash game. Oh, yes, I played that. Yeah, that's that, pretty, That's bleak as fuck. It's very bleak, What's very it intense. Called? I can't remember. I played that for... Unmanned, did, I think. Unmanned, maybe. I think that's right, because I, I think I played that... For one life less. Yes, same, same. Yeah, yeah. I think we might be able to put it on there, but but that's the same thing of being like you having to like do these like like mini games whilst having conversations with people and stuff, and it was like basically the idea of having this split mind of mind in two places, which is obviously like the whole point about it. It was supposed to be an art game about drone controllers, and it kind of yeah, makes sense. I suppose it's a similar thing to Papers Please as well. Yes, it yeah. is. It's actually really worth checking out. I think yeah. it's called Our Man. Check it out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my, my thing with these guys, the same thing of like these fucking whoever's buying these Dead or Alive costumes, whoever's making these Xbox Live indie mm. games. I used to get really fired up about it, and now actually I try not to. I try not to give it oxygen because I've realised they can't win. No. Because it's like every time you make a point and you stand up and you shout about it, yeah. like within the game sector anyway, mm. if you have access to better platforms, that's useful. But yeah. generally speaking, it's like I, I make a point of it, but then it's like. I don't get angered by the reverse because it's like they haven't got microphones. Honestly, yeah, it doesn't no. it doesn't bother me. It doesn't make me angry. It's just I just struggle to to comprehend it like for the most part. Like I don't feel threatened by them because like come on. No, <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I but yeah, it's not that that makes me angry. It's sometimes the fact that when you bring up the points you get this backlash. Yeah, absolutely. Like oh, the, the, the anti-social the, justice warrior backlash. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Oh, shut or that I I saw a comment um recently that really boiled my blood. It was you know about the whole um uh, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zero's rape tape oh, thing. The past thing yeah. It was some someone that uh, actually commented towards the author of that article uh that it was a good rape scene. Uh, oh, which I whoa. found absolutely mind blowing, right? It's like R- you, the Rio Garcia. Yeah, yeah, that was a re- It was a. It was a good piece of it. it I, mean, was, I, I read it and it made me think about it in a different way. I mean, like, absolutely. I mean, I didn't know that existed before that piece. Like, I because I haven't. I mean, I played the game a little bit, but I, I haven't finished it. I, and didn't I was find like, take what? Four the fuck? It was a Rio Garcia. I think you got your names mixed up. That's somebody else, was it? Oh God, not Rio really Garcia. Uh, no, inter- uh, introspective. Introspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I know you. You got your. Um, I, I'm getting. Am Jenkins. I getting the? Rhea Jenkins Rhea mixed Jenkins. up with yes with someone's girlfriend yes sorry yeah. <laughs> it's fine I just thought because I, I knew you knew it wasn't her but yeah, I just yeah. thought yeah <laughs> um, yeah that's it exactly whenever you write something like that you get these nutters and it, that used to get me so angry but now I realise it's like it doesn't matter well they're shouting into a void really well, the thing is I've never met anyone who's actually paid for their skill mm. or for their uh, for their thoughts or, f- mm. or their cognition I've never met anyone who is paid on a professional level for any kind of ability mm. who has those opinions yeah. which makes me realise it's like they don't have a microphone they're never going to have a microphone all they have is numbers yeah and we will win. Yeah. And it's like, they've already lost. It's like... Well, that's was, why they get so irate, right? Well, that's because, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the like, loss, the loss of privilege feels like oppression. That's that kind of... <laughs> that's like, exactly that it. Shit. It was yeah, like yeah. uncomfortable to say to them, fuck yourselves, guys, because you haven't got a microphone. Mm. Anyway, let's ah. do some... Uh, <laughs> ah, you did <laughs> The very thing we're talking into now, you losers. <laughs> losers. <laughs> I just, I've become really immature about it now. I feel like it's not worth... I've had so many debates with these guys, it's not worth actually even, like talking to them it's just mm-hmm. like fuck you anyway oh MRA people don't deserve the time no they don't they do not deserve any more time. they've already yeah. had a little yeah. wet flannel to be pressed over their entire face yeah I, I go with that anyway <laughs> uh, first question we'll, we'll whiz through this one uh, what do you think is the best use of procedurally generated anything you've ever played what's your basically best what's the best game you've ever played that's had procedural generation um, I'll, I'll say Spelunky just out of the door just because because <laughs> I've 
the one. It's the one I've played most, and the one I enjoyed most, and the one I've seen all the systems gel together. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's cooler things to better. say. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm, I'm like Eva. I'm not. I'm a massive really fan not of it. a fan of it. I no. really don't like. I d- as soon as I see the words procedurally generated, it sends off alarm bells in my head because I like games to be crafted like you know the best that they can be and when you see procedurally generated it's like there's not you know it's not like the, the game world is just going to be sort of a, a, a slapdash of just mm. just different things thrown together it's oh, not going to feel this time like I a cohesive whole mind but then again you do get the things like Splunky I wouldn't I've played it so many mm. times and you, you just Splunky and Terraria I think are you know they're, they're, and you know Minecraft as well I mean they're a little bit different in that Minecraft's yeah that's sort of it's a, it's you know I get the opposite thing if I like I like the way they feel like games and the fact that you know it's this combination of factors and the more you play it you start to get a feel for it and you start like, to be like oh this is really rare this is really mm, I need to do this here and, and you start I like to think that somebody else has made this that what I'm seeing in front of me that they have made it a specific way to to feel as as you know, like a specific thing, like experience. You know, like, I don't like it to feel random. No, like I get what you saying okay. with um that when I was doing that email interview with um the guy who makes Hyperlight Drifter, I think it's Machine mm-hmm. Heart, mm. and the fact that I asked you, mate, you he says that Diablo is one of his influences for the game. And I said, so does that mean you're doing procedurally di- generated stuff? Mm-hmm. And he went, well, no, that doesn't. Well, we want to tell a story. We want you to have this experience. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it procedurally generated stuff wouldn't suit what we you want can't to tell do you. That. To, to you a can't. smaller extent, maybe. I mean, things like Payday, um, Payday Two, where they, they, you know, they have the oh, same God. areas, and it's it's changed around very slightly every time, so that you, you know you can't sort of plan ahead all that much. You you, you know you do well, have just, to do a little bit of reconnaissance. That's necessary to make the game replayable. Right. Like, exactly. Like, I think that's that to me. It, it represents the limit of of how much I'm willing to. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I, I know what you mean, and I, I feel that with some things, but I mean, especially with a, anything that's supposed to have a narrative. Like I, I quite liked, for all of its faults, I quite liked uh, Rogue Legacy. Mm. Oh, well, uh, guys, sorry. I yes, Rogue Legacy. But like, then it, it tried to have that story, and it was like diaries. But then because of the fact that my my how good I was at the game didn't really obviously go with the difficulty and the way I was expecting. It meant I'd unlocked all of the diary entries like a good four or five hours before I, I got anywhere near the end of the game. <laughs> and also, like, with Rogue Legacy, it always felt to me like it was just the rooms being plugged together in different ways. Yeah, I wasn't it was. not exactly how procedural the it rooms wasn't, themselves It was were. fairly, like... I mean, I'd, I'd say... I just, I just like the powering up at the beginning. That's, that's it. That's, that's the bit that really got me. That's so. it. I loved it, but it was, like... There were lots of things about it that weren't great. And I'm sure the developers would agree with that as well. I think it was, like, not amateur, but it was, like, not exactly, like... Um, done with the kind of precision that hides the, the seams. Mm. I think the, the game that I keep going back to at the moment, I love roguelikes for some reason. I don't know why, just because I... They, I keep playing them on my mobile, and there's, there's not really a good roguelike I've wanted to play well, on my mobile. I've yet. been playing FTL Advanced Edition, actually. Oh. I talked about this in the, the Ghost podcast, the one that was deleted by the Ghost, and um, uh, I, I, I love it. I've played it more of it now. And the stuff they've had now, like you can do mind control, so you can be like, you know, get the man in their engine room to suddenly start like pulling their engines apart instead of like manning it. And you can like get a cloning bay in your ship, so you can basically just instead of having to worry about sending like men over to their ship on a teleporter to beat up their crew mm. and murder them, you can then be like, just send them out to murder them and be like, oh, my men got killed. It's all right, they'll be out of the cloning bay in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> and I you can basically that. just have an infinite. And it's basically, I love FTL because it's of the so fact good. that. Every time it gives you slightly different things and you end up like devising a brand new strategy, you're like, you never go into it being like, this game, I'm going to do this. It's more like you early on, you're like, oh, I've got this. And you'd be like, 
you use the combination of what you've got and what you yeah. aim for to like try and build a new technique for I've only ever played it once but like oh, it was just so, so good but I got right to the end and but then it was only in the last sort of sector that, that it beat me obviously I named my entire crew after the crew of Serenity but you can uh, just do some incredibly <laughs> twatish things like one of the things I like to do at the moment is just that he just like get a couple of EMP cannons on the ship and yeah. just not bother with lasers just EMP and just like Keep hitting their shields with EMP until the shields are down. Then get one of your EMP cannons to to just keep hitting the shields so the shields can't regenerate. And then get your other EMP cannon to just keep hitting the generator that makes yeah. oxygen on their yeah. ship. Right. And then just go and make a cup of tea. Yeah. Because it will take about five minutes of, <laughs> of real world time. But eventually, they will just... Because their oxygen's constantly off... They will all just suffocate. <laughs> but then because you haven't just damaged their ship in the slightest, you can go on board get, the bugger. You get yeah. shitloads of resources because it's like the ship's intact, what they got. Nice. And it's just like, that's the sort it's of really thing where good. when I first started playing it, I was like, oh, this is like a um, Star Trek simulator. And then the more I played it, I'm like, no, it isn't. This is like you get to be the twats they bump into on Star Trek <laughs> when the cards no, like... It's totally Firefly because you're yeah. going in and you're like, yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. It is good. So yeah, yeah that's the so thing. Good. It's like, I think for anything that's supposed to just yeah, be Yeah, that, like, that, that's a good example, actually. Good example. Okay. Uh, um, I think we've like, we've gone through the the wall. So I'm going to I'm gonna jump straight to a, a, a question here. Which developer do you think is the sexiest? We were talking about this today, actually, <laughs> in the office. I swear to God, like yeah, we, I just sat I back and just thought, started thinking about sexy blokes. I think it was uh, Ken Levine that kicked it off, right? Ken Levine is always just because <laughs> when, you can't meet Ken Levine. Yeah, you can't report on an interview yeah. with Ken Levine without. Commenting on his muscular frame, his broad shoulders. Hello, I'm Polygon. They, they do seem. <laughs> <laughs> they do seem to. Yeah, people do like to sort of describe the man rather than the yeah, everything. Well, and also the fact he was the brain. Yeah, but it's also. But I then couldn't help but notice he'd read a book, which to me marks him out as apart from the rest of humanity. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I would I would go in for a bit of Levine, but also. Oh God, yeah, but, then that, right so that, but then that's. <laughs> but then that tail that that swan dived into. Uh, we then googled um, images of Troy Baker in uh, mocap. It. I was. Just, I just wanted to see his butt. I just wanted to see what it looked like. But. Oh, Vaz, the the person who plays Vaz. I mean, is this developers only or actors? So, uh, it's supposed to be developers, but I mean, it's well, games developers industry have lots people. of people. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, the guy who played Vaz was uh, who is in Mondo. Uh, yes, he's Mondo? in. Or- he's an orphan black as well, oh, and he's pretty hot. Yeah. Um, Dan but- Hay from Ubisoft. Yeah. Also, also a hot, great, big, rumbling bear of a man. Abby Hep from uh, from Respawn. Yeah, she's pretty uh, hot. Yeah. She's pretty hot. She's really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah I like I've met her, her a couple too. of times. She's fucking well sound. Yeah, and um, she's a, she actually voices one of the characters in the game as well. Does she? Yeah, she's got I'm really sorry, good you're voice. excluding me talking about how hot women. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Lord. <laughs> God, you can't have the world always laid out for I you. I know, right? Privilege, jeez. And finally, finally, uh, let's go for this one. Um, this is regarding one of our Twitter nicks, which I assume is log with at disappointment. Um, what are your most disappointing game endings and why? Back Bravely shocking. Default for me. Straight, straight yeah. back to Bravely Default. Yeah. Sorry, that fucking. I should you, argue, like, I, I, 99 hour games, they, yeah. they wound you more harshly than I think that's the thing, you, is I yeah. have to say, like, because I feel bad because we've only recorded four episodes of Darth Souls and I've spent two of <laughs> those in a row bitching about the end of Bravely Default. <laughs> but it's only because I love the game so much mm. up until that point, at which I felt quite deeply betrayed you do both sound really wounded I'm so angry experience. it makes me angry thinking yeah. about it it did so many things right 
Yeah, to, it seems to, like it was. It fell at the last hurdle after you'd invested so much time in it. Yeah, which well, is quite it, it, it spent the whole time being like, "I'm not other, like other JRPGs. <laughs> yeah, I'm and not like them." And then just goes, and oh, "Actually, apart I'm, from the one thing that's really bad about them, like the end that never ends." I know, so. I know, I know you've been hurt, but I won't hurt you. <laughs> yes. Oh, 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 is that true? <laughs> and how come you hurt me? <laughs> Why do you keep doing this to me? Uh, disappointing endings. Oh, I don't know. Mine is uh, Bioshock Infinite. Oh, yeah, no, I think so as well, Yeah, actually. I thought I mean, it was deeply disappointing. I think because, no. actually, again, It's more I, disappointing because everyone loves it And that's why so I would, um, nibble Ken Levine's bellend during the blowjob. Yeah, just, just, just give little, it a little just, bit a little, of a... little nip. So Ow. that he knows that we're not... Go. Yeah. Just so you know... <laughs> Not cool, man. You Listen, shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. You you done fucked up. I think the same, just because it's like uh, again. It, I was talking about that this today. Just being like, it's it makes you fucking like do so much boring shooting mm-hmm. because it's because like, you think there's going to be some well, fucking mind. You get to a point off. where you're like, oh, it's all going to be about a big twist, and then you get to it, and it's like, really. I, first of all, I saw it coming a fucking mile off. Second of all, I just don't like it when games don't play within the rules that they've set out for themselves. Yeah. Like, and then it's just, it just, it, it thinks it's cleverer than it is. And, oh, it, yeah. and, and the annoying thing is a lot of people think it's cleverer than it is as oh, well. The, the, and then they say, you don't get it. And then it's like, no, no actually, <laughs> yes, that. I think you'll find I fucking do get it and I get it better than you That's do. the thing. That is the exact same thing. When I, when I put up the, the video where I was like, this game's not as good as it should be. Oh, mo- just... Most of the people in the comments are going, oh, I've seen get it. It's like, look, do you want me to get marketed? Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> Like, like I love quantum theory I love reading into all this stuff I will tell you why it doesn't fucking work like oh no having said that though I just remember another uh, Drew Holmes who was a writer on Infinite he's um he's also one of the people of fantasy so um, oh sweet if you were listening to that Drew just um sorry but don't but worry Aoife doesn't you like your, your game I I, I, I I couldn't step in to defend you but, but you're very pretty Give you a kiss on the forehead to make it feel better. Oh, you've ruined my chances, Eva. Why are you always doing this, you cock-blocking cow? I'm such a cock-blocking. Shit game. We don't want you. It was Drew. Get out of our house. No, I'm helping you because now he's going to be destroyed. He's going to need someone's loving arms. I'm I'm, I'm on my way, Drew. She's she's an evil wingman. (laughs) And on that cliffhanger, uh, thank you very much for joining us once again on the Daft Souls podcast. I've been joined, as I say, by Aoife Wilson. Hello, bye. And John Blythe. (laughs) Hello, who you'll also know from Matt Lee's and the Regular Features podcast. Yes. you should also listen to. You should fucking listen to Regular Features. Yeah, you should. Better than this. Bye. (laughs) 